to the Kingdom REI podcast. This is your host, Ellis Hammond, host and founder of the Kingdom REI Mastermind. And uh, we have an amazing show. We got two guests on the podcast today. And we're going to talk about some fun things, man. These guys are active uh, duty military, but they also have a thriving real estate business that is uh, not just helping people achieve financial independence, but also making tremendous impact uh, in the nonprofit space as well. And so if you're looking, one, how to break into the real estate space, how to maybe create a business alongside of your other job, but also structure that business in such a way that can have tremendous impact um, on a nonprofit that you love. And man, we got the guest for you today. So excited to intro them here in just a second. But we're going to be, uh, I know this is coming up on the beginning of a new year. 2020 has been uh, wild, and uh, but probably also great for a lot of folks too. Um, and we're excited about a new year. And so listen, uh, I want to make an announcement real quick about the Kingdom REI Mastermind. Uh, we're, we had an amazing year. We, we grew to about 40 members and we got a big 2021 plan. And so if you're listening to this episode, you are a real estate operator, professional or accredited investor. Uh, I would love to have a conversation about you joining, being part of our community. Uh, we're going to be meeting several times in the new year, and uh, we meet virtually once a month. We have about six meetings already planned, uh, both workshops and in-person mastermind times. This is an opportunity for kingdom-minded investors to really come together to collaborate uh, and to join forces. And so love to have a conversation with you. There's a lot of places you can go, but you got to move fast. So I want you to email me ellis at kingdomcapitalist.co if you're interested in that opportunity to have a conversation with me let's set up a call and do that um but hey let's get into this episode i got two studs here with do me it. uh Stu grazier is that man French? no it's not french did david yeah, tell you to say that did david grazier with me and Grazier. david Gutierrez. Oh, man. Hey, man, you got to learn. You're in San Diego, in California. You have to learn to roll your R's. Listen, Gutierrez. Man, so here's a funny, funny story. I major, I'm a Spanish major. I'm actually fluent in Spanish and can still cannot roll my R's. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. So there's there an issue there. I, and I lived in Spain for six months and practiced every day. And still, I don't know, man, my tongue just, I can't really quite do it. <laughs> can you do that again yeah do that one more time for the audience that was good no yeah, i yeah. all you i just want all your listeners to be able to appreciate that uh, you know it's funny my brother uh my brother is is also an active duty navy dude was stationed in argentina and he taught argentines how to fly in spanish and do cannot roll as ours it's the funniest thing super fluent you know to the level of teaching people to to not crash airplanes and man it's 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 kind of like what you got going on there so yeah adam yeah. shout you, out to you buddy you're not the only one not just me i, I think it's <laughs> i don't know man my tongue is structured in different ways um anyways we're not here to talk about rolling our we're not here to talk about real estate having an impact through the vehicle of real estate and it's so excited to have you guys on here man um they also run a great podcast show that we've done a really fun and entertaining episode on as well I'll let you guys talk about that here in a little bit but um, company name is Storehouse 310, and uh, I'd love for you guys to first kind of intro. Uh, Stu, why don't, why don't you real quick, man, talk about what Storehouse 310 is, and I want to get into uh, your guys' story and just how this all has come about. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, so Storehouse 310 um, really started uh, with with both David and I ha having uh, 
a problem really. And uh, David and I both had been investing in real estate separately for a long time. We were um, college roommates uh, for four years, you know, best friends. Um, well, I'm, I'm still on the lookout for a new best friend, but um, you know, we were best men in each other's weddings and, and um, have always been um, talking. And we both had really, really bad experiences uh, buying real estate and um, specifically through turnkey companies. Um, my, my experience wasn't close to as bad as, as what David had, um, but but, uh, you know, we had a lot of lessons learned um, through that. And you know, since we had both been um, investing in real estate, we kind of took a look at what went wrong, um, how we could uh, make it better. And, um, you know, we liked the idea behind it and the strategy behind it specifically for our network of, of you know, military uh, veterans, people that had, you know, full-time jobs, you know, active duty folks that are changing locations every two to three years, Oftentimes for us in the, mil in the, in the Navy, you know, we lived in super expensive locations like San Diego, where, um, you know, from a cash flow perspective, it might not make sense to, to invest in real estate on rental properties. And so we, we love the idea, we love the model, but uh, we knew we had to make um, a business that, uh, that worked and that um, was kind of bound by our own core values, um, our military background. And then also, um, you know, we wanted to bring in our, our faith um, and our Christian background to it as well. And um, so we put our heads together and did a lot of like soul searching and kind of created this business model um, to help serve uh, those within our own network um, to try to build, build wealth, through real, wealth through real estate. I love that, man. What a cool vision. There's just so much there I want to get into, but I want to lift this time up to the Lord. And I always get so excited in these conversations that I forget to pray. I know that sounds terrible, but I just am excited to be here. So David, why don't you lift us up in prayer, man, for this time together? And there's a bunch of questions from that I want to get into. Happy to do it, brother. All right, dear Lord, I just want to thank you so much for today. Thank you for the blessing of friendship, of fellowship, of the opportunity to converse, that you have granted us uh, the technology to be able to get on a call and just uh, express our, our, our brotherhood with one another. And, and Lord, I pray that you bless this conversation. I pray that you bless this time. Bless the listeners, Lord God. I pray that some words that we speak today uh, can resonate with them, can be a voice of hope, can be a voice of opportunity, can be a voice of, of just of just you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you use our, our, our words to honor and glorify you in everything that we do. And again, just thank you so much for Ellis and this opportunity and the platform that you've given him. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get into this, dude. Um, there's a couple things you said I want to double click on. First, what is turnkey? Explain real quick, what do you mean by turnkey? Yeah, that's a great question because there there are a lot of different ideas uh, that you know quote unquote turnkey providers uh, will say they do, um, and and for us you know our idea of turnkey is uh, someone you know primarily out of state for the most part um, is is trusting us as business owners to provide them a product in this case a, a piece of real estate that um, not only has been rehabbed. Um, to a high quality, um, but uh, also is offered to them with a renter in place um, and property management in place that's going to allow them to receive monthly rental income uh, from day one um, with uh, the knowledge and the trust that there is a team um, that will back them and support them uh, when things do go wrong, because they will, you know, it's real estate, things happen. Um, but they know and they trust that there is a team there that can help them through any situation. Um, and, you know, we have 
I'd say 95% of our buyers are, are military. Um, they deploy, you know, they go to war zones, uh, they leave their spouses at home, and um, they put a lot of trust and faith in us that we will help them um, through those periods if, if stuff does go wrong. And Yes, people want to own real estate, but you guys go in, find the good deals, clean them up, put good tenants in there, really operating and owning it, but people own, I mean, you're operating it, not owning it. You're operating it, um, but they own it, right? And they're getting Correct. the cash flow and all that. You're kind of, and you're taking a fee for managing the property and, and then probably, you know, from, from renovating the deal as well. Yeah. I mean, so our profit center is really primarily on, on the front end of we buy it, we, we rehab it, and then we sell it. And so the difference between our buy and our sell is really our profit center. Um, we don't really take much else besides that. So, you know, uh, for us, um, what was what's an important aspect to that is we take all the risk up front. Um, you know, if a rehab goes wrong, that's on us. It's not on the end buyer. Um, and you know, there's a lot of other companies that, that, uh, have a difference of opinion in that, yeah. in that, uh, All right, so I'll, here's a question then. So I love your, I mean, you're helping, you're solving a problem for military folks. They're too busy to do real estate on their own. So you guys have created a solution for doing it for them. I mean, why did you guys like, why did you become the operator? Why, why not just be the people you serve, right? Just invest in real estate, take your cash. Why did you guys decide, um, you know, you're actually going to go create the business to solve this problem. Why not just be like your clients, right? And just invest in real estate. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a, that's a great question. And, and Stu and I actually talked about that, right? You know, we've talked about if we would have just kept all these properties for ourselves, you know, we'd have, you know, close to a hundred properties now that would be cash flowing and, and they'd be our properties. Um, but what's what's super important, and, and when Stu kind of intro the business, one of the things that we gloss over, but really was hours and hours of collective conversations and and prayer and and consideration, is the fact that we wanted to create a business that served others, and and that was first and foremost. That was that, that's where store has th Storehouse Three Ten comes from. It comes from the tithing principle because we saw the tithe as a way to serve God, a way to serve practical needs with others. And so we actually love the aspect of the business that is relational, that gets us talking to other military members, like-minded folks. And it's not all military. You know, we have these, um, we've been getting into other networks of folks, pilots and doctors and different folks that have been reaching out just because the word has been spreading. But at the end of the day, it's creating opportunities and solutions for people, for our brothers and sisters to be able to have assets that will give them legacy wealth and, and also experience, they go through experience with us, you know, through the process, we send them videos, send them updates. They're, they're very engaged in everything that we do. And they come out of it one more educated. Uh, they come out of it also with a, uh, with a propensity towards action to, to do more deals. They get confidence in that. And we usually come out with a relationship. And I think that relationship building piece, and I'll tell you what, uh, LSU, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, but I've had more experiences about the things that are, or I'm sorry, more conversations about the things that are most important, like faith and family and, uh, you know, core values than I have about real estate deals. The deals is, is the, is the, the end state, potentially the conversation starter. It's, it's the, the goal. Uh, but, but we have much more important conversations and relationship building through the entire process. And, and Stu and I love that. And so that really, would we be more profitable if we kept all these properties? A absolutely. I mean, we have 70 properties under our belt right now, 
producing cash like that that's retirement right um and, and those 70 properties would be producing enough cash that we could probably outright buy a number of properties every month to add to that but we wouldn't have the relationship piece wouldn't have the service piece and and we are always lifted up by those experiences yeah that's powerful man i think that's the kind of the the x factor right to being able to control and operate have a business that you know we don't factor in right to just the profit i want to ask you guys this like i i help walk me through and walk my audience through just how you guys do this because i mean i think it's incredibly impressive you guys are active duty meaning you already have a full-time job you already have a full you know your your dad's your your husband's um talk kind of talk me through how like the process of you know, starting this business and then being able to scale it to be able to do, you know, a hundred property north of a hundred properties at this point. And now I know you guys are doing some syndication stuff. We're starting to raise money for some other projects. I mean, but let's go to this, back it up because there's a lot of people I talk to. I just talk to a guy a day. How do I break in Ellis? How do I get started? Right. And, and I love this, this turnkey model. It's actually a really attractive model. And, uh, you know, I think there are people, you know, you can provide 10 to 12% returns to investors. That's better than what they're going to get. Uh, in a lot of places. Um, so what did it start with a vision? Hey, we're going to like scale this to be a business or was it one deal? Talk to me about that and to now where you guys are now and how you're operating this in such a way that allows you to be where you are, Colorado, but do deals, you know, in a different state. Yeah, it's, um, I'll tell you up front, it's, it's not easy. And, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely been some times where, uh, there's, you know, burning the candle at both ends of, of early mornings and late nights. Um, and, you know, between the two of us, you know, David and I honestly feel it's worth it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think I think a lot of it comes down to uh, creating uh, teams um, and creating leverage um, and not not only through leverage of money, but but leverage of people and and you know finding people that uh that fill in those gaps and those voids of of things that we're not good at um and you know david and i are are, we want to create a business we want to be business owners we don't want to be you know particularly you know turnkey operator providers we want to own a business that provides uh wealth and education and knowledge and be um you know influencers um and you know this is the start um, so we're really working a lot on the business and not and trying to get out of working in the business um, so much. So you know, that's that's a, obviously a daily challenge. But you know we're trying to set up uh, from the very beginning. That's what we did. So you know we took, and I know you've heard of it, um, the book Traction. We kind of took that that EOS, that entrepreneurial operating system model, and we've really tried to implement that. And so we have a full team in Milwaukee that that does do those day-to-day operations. And David and I kind of are, are trying to, to run the roles of, you know, CEO, COO. Um, you know, I would say that David's more of the, of the visionary type and I'm more of like the integrator type. Um, and then, you know, we have people on the ground that are kind of doing the day-to-day ops. And we've put, we've really tried to put systems and processes in that, uh, that allow that. Um, and so, you know, leveraging people is super important um, to, to kind of create a business. Dude, like, let me ask you this then. Who, like, for if you're listening, if someone's listening and they're looking to do something similar or just do a deal out of state, what, what are, like, what are the first pieces you have to have in another market? And I say pieces, really people, to really be able to execute successfully 
on an out-of-state project? Or maybe David can answer that. Yeah, you know, so I'll rewind a little bit. What really got us interested in, in this specific path is that we knew that real estate was a phenomenal key to create financial independence, right? So we, we took that piece of knowledge and we were doing it. We had reached out to, uh, as Stu had mentioned, to, to do deals with some other turnkey providers. And what really what it really boils down to is the ease of getting into those, those deals, the ease of getting into that market. So if you want to be, if your question is focused on wanting to be a, a, an operator, as it were, like we are to start your own business, the front end lift on that is, is really hard if it's going to be distant, right? You have to spend a ton of time. One, you have to develop your own business. Why? You have to develop your own business core values and the things that you're going to be uh, the whole purpose of your business. And then you go out and you have to set the team up. You know, you have to convince people to join your team and, and ultimately it boils down to that culture and they have the same vision you do. When, when you're driven like Stu and I are on principle and faith, it, the, the team, that core team has to buy into that vision, right? And a, a business on giving, they have to buy into that. Um, so there's a challenge in making that happen. There's a challenge in finding the people that will do that, that you can do that with. And, and, and so the team part is, is really, is really key. And then you refine it from there. And, and that takes a long time, uh, from the buyer's side, someone who wants to buy with someone like us, again, it boils back down to relationships. It boils back down to, I would encourage anybody looking to, to buy from a turnkey provider to call them, talk to them. If you call us, give us a call. I'll give you the list of questions to ask, right. Or you can even vet you know, who those people are. But at, at the end of the day, you want to do business with people that you trust. And our process makes it very easy to get, get into a house. The numbers are all very similar. We give you a, a whole list of people to call. You just have to pick up the phone and call and, and, and lock down those, you know, insurance and uh, lender and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't trust me that I'm going to do the right thing when something goes wrong, if you don't trust Stu, is that deal really worth having? So you can get it, you can get into a house, especially in today's day and age, real quick. Uh, it just depends if you're in the right house with the right team and the right market, which Stu and I, you know, we, we absolutely were not. Um, and, and we paid for it, but you know, the blessing in that is that we decided to start a business to address some of those gaps that we identified in the people that we were working with. Who are your key players? Like on your team, I mean, besides you two guys, who, who are your key players that, that make this thing happen in, in your, in that other market? Yeah. And you know, it starts, it starts with getting deals, right? So our acquisition manager, is is really a primary focal point uh once you get that deal it's it's rehabbing that deal so our other key players that we have that are are consistent um are are going to be our our general contractor qc guy and all the contractors that work for us doing the actual rehabs and then Stu and i just to get some some time space uh we we hired a administrative assistant who takes care of all the you know, every house, everything you could think of, right, has a, a water bill, an electric bill, insurance, all that stuff that you have to set up on a primary residence. We have to set all that up too, right? We have to coordinate with uh, title companies. So we have a title company guy and gal. Um, you know, we, we recently brought on another acquisition, uh, uh, J Money, is we call him, to, to get more deals, right? Uh -huh. Because we have this waiting list. So we have another person to come in to try and find us deals. David, yeah, how do you wholesales. keep those acquisition managers motivated, right? Like, so you got two guys, it seems like they're, they're pretty productive dudes. How are you, you know, keeping them productive and motivated so that you guys got a full pipeline for this business? 
Go ahead, Sue. You got that? Well, we, we pay them. We pay them well. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a commission based type of type of pay scale. Um, you know, so they get paid when they find a deal. Um, so there's a lot of motivation there, but, you know, besides that, you know, I think it comes down to, uh, what David was talking about, uh, you know, about culture and creating, creating a team and, and culture mentality, a, a culture with a team mentality. Um, and, you know, we bring, we bring a lot of uh, leadership that we have within our military backgrounds. We bring a lot of motivation. We bring a lot of um, conversations about other things uh, outside of just real estate and business. We talk a lot about our faith um, and we share that um, almost daily with, with our team. And so there's, you know, I think there's, that's super important as well, besides just, just the money aspect to it is um, just creating that, that vision of where we want to be and, and getting them to buy in and a hundred percent. And um, that's, that's just a leadership thing that you kind of have to put in place. Right. I think that's more important, right? I mean, the, so we, we uh, pray with, with, with these group, with our core group of employees, you know, we're not, we, Stu and I will sing to our acquisition manager. Every time that we call her, we're singing as an impromptu song. Stu hits those high notes really well. You can probably tell he's like, ah, a real girly voice and i, I kind of get the deeper uh the deeper notes um do you want to give their uh ellis's audience a, an example of that should like you want yeah. you want both of us to bust out in song right now to ellis or i think you should just do it oh i see what you're doing i see what you're doing now we, we can do that later for sure oh, okay. um but the uh be careful hey man i'll, I'll do it yeah i got i've got no shame um so Stu posted me singing him an amazing rendition of happy birthday all over the socials so i got no issue with it but, um, you know, and, and I'll tell you one other thing before we sign off with a lot of these folks, uh, it, there's an, an I love you comes out, right? Hey, I love you, Mama G. Love you, Papa G. Like that's that's our team because that's our culture and that's who Stu and I are. And without that aspect of it, I think that is motivation. The loyalty that we have for them and they have for us that I will literally do anything to make sure that um, my efforts are never lacking so that they get paid right? So that they have a livelihood so that because they trusted us and they partnered with us, I have to honor that. And, and I, and we love them for it. And so those things like you have, but you have to know who you are, man. Like you have to know who you are. You have to know what your business is about. You have to know your core values before you can ever sell that. Cause that's what the business is all about. You're not selling, you're selling houses. Sure. It could be cars. It could be t-shirts. It could be hats, whatever it is you're selling yourself and people, if they want to be part of that, then they're going to buy a house. If, if they don't, then, you know, they're going, they're going somewhere else. And I think that's the important part. That's the motivation. That's solid, man. All right. I want to, I want to transition a little bit, talk about you guys first, but real quick, man, if I'm an investor and I'm looking on real estate, I like the turnkey model because I need to be passive. Or if I'm a military guy, listen to this, Walk me through the process. How much cash do I need? What can I expect? How long does this take to get, you know, to actually going from, I call you guys to I own a house. Well, um, so it depends on when you called us. If you call us now, um, we're going to tell you that you probably have to wait about a year to a year and a half um, to get a property because our waiting list has, has grown significantly. Um, You know, it's a blessing, but it it also is a curse. Uh, you know, so we, we, we have some challenges of trying to get through that a little bit faster because we have a lot of people that buy us and they want to buy now, 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 and we just, we can't offer that to them. Um, but when their time does come up, 
um, you know, the, the process is, uh, you know, we offer them the next opportunity that we buy um, either, you know, most of them are either single family or, or duplexes. Uh, we show them the house, um, they take a look at it, they do their own due diligence. Um, and then we put a purchase contract together. Um, we put a purchase contract together uh, at the very beginning of, of our rehab process. Um, we, you know, we own the house, we do the rehab and we kind of guide them through that. We show them, we keep them updated on the progress of the house. We send them videos, uh, updates on it. We send them the full statement of work. So they see what's going on with the house. And so we, we kind of treat it as, as an education as well. You know, we have a lot of, uh, investors that are kind of first time investors. This is their first property. And so we kind of help them and, and show them what we're doing along the way. And so they really enjoy that because they see the, the educational side of it as well. Um, but that typically takes 45 to 60 days to do a rehab. Um, and then at the end of that is, is when they'll, when they'll buy it. So, okay. That's really, so I'm actually really curious now to kind of learn more about how you guys are thinking about this from a business perspective. So you have this huge demand. Um, clearly is this what's kind of moving you guys towards the more syndication model or actually doing bigger deals and then taking them and, and trying to just say, Hey, we don't have these single family projects, but you know, we're going to start doing some of these large multifamily or some of these development projects that I've been seeing from you guys is that, and then how is that being received from this group of folks to say, Hey, no, we don't have the single family offering, but Hey, you can come and have a share or own a piece of this larger multifamily deal. Is that kind of the mindset? And then if so, how, how is that going? Yeah. You know, it's not the, that's not the mindset. I think the overarching mindset is that we believe that you should be diversified geographically and in your asset classes to create the best opportunities for you to have the most successful um, portfolio and, and to have, you know, because we believe that for ourselves, right? So we don't do anything that we don't believe in ourselves. Uh, so what it really boils down to these other opportunities, we, we love real estate. And, and so we're always looking for opportunities to, because of our why, to create these passive lines of income or to create deals that will give us an investment that now we can turn around and give back to our families in time, right? That, that's, a, that's a real driver. Money is not the driver for us. It's time freedom. And, and so the more time I can spend with my wife and my kids, the better daddy I can be, the more influence I get, have on their lives, the more influence I can have in my community, my church, my, with my friends. Um, it, it's all about time for us. And so while the people, the investors, because they trust us, a lot of the times that, that's cross-pollinated, it's the same people. It's distinct businesses. It's not under a Storehouse 310 banner when we do the other deals. Uh, it's under different businesses. Um, so they are distinct efforts. And, and we don't, we, we try not to muddy the waters at all. There's this turnkey thing. You can get into this. We have other opportunities that we'll send you if you, you partner with us you know, in the past, we'll send you these other opportunities as well, because we just believe that you should be diversified across the board and has worked out well. But, um, but we're not like pulling from our wait list and trying to put them in syndications because some people just aren't, they're not necessarily ready for that. Uh, they they want to get that first deal, that single family home under their belt. And that, you know, we've seen people just have ex explosive growth after a single deal with us, which is a super exciting thing, a part of the business that we love. Um, you know, it's phenomenal. So that's, right. that, that's kind of how I'd characterize that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking of you, if it's, you know, and I don't know if it's worth scaling, is it worth trying to continue to scale the storehouse 310 or do you move into just doing bigger deals? Right. I, I don't know where you guys have concluded on that. I'm just, I don't well, like, that's why I love having this conversation. Just thinking, how are you guys thinking about this problem and solving this problem? Cause a year and a half, 
That means you yeah. need a lot more deals, man. <laughs> you yeah, know? Or yeah. you got to do some bigger deals. But what we've seen though is, um, you know, one thing that uh, we have kind of put in place is because of, of the waiting list and, you know, a lot of investors that come to us, maybe, maybe they haven't done a whole lot of deals, but maybe they do have some capital um, that they're just sitting there waiting. And, and their only mindset was, I just want to buy a turnkey single family house. Well, then we kind of open up their, 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 their mind to other opportunities. And one of those is private lending. Well, Hey, if you're going to be on our waiting list for a year and a half, but you have capital just sitting in a savings account doing nothing. uh, Why don't you, why don't you be a private lender for us? Um, and, oh, hey, we also have these other opportunities and syndications. And so, you know, there, there is some of that, um, but, but it is, you know, they are separate, but we just like to open up opportunities and open right. up ideas uh, for different types of opportunities. Right, I love that. Um, it's good, yeah. Man. yeah, it's good. All right, so this is fun, man. I mean, I love you guys. I love what you're building. I, I want to know, I, just from a, like a brother to brother standpoint, I mean, it seems like there's such a foundation of brotherly love faith in christ i mean what does that look like for you guys to really be kingdom-minded men and building a business like how does that flush out for you both like how do you you know what i mean like does does the business i guess this is a question i'm kind of curious to know what what causes your faith to flourish the most in this partnership is it the, is it the business? Is it something you guys do, you know, when no one's watching? I mean, where does that faith for you both kind of come alive? How does that really happen for you guys? Yeah. You know, it's a great question. And something that Stu and I talk about quite a bit is, I mean, we're accountability partners as well, right? So we have a lot of very deep conversations. We talk about um, being good dads, being good husbands, how we're honoring God, uh, we literally a lot of the uh, a lot of the business decisions we make we're like hey can I stand in front of Jesus and and have my hold my head high in this situation absolutely then yep and we're always bouncing stuff like that off each other right so the, the the conversations and it's never been about money it's never been about uh, lining each other's pockets our own pockets it's always been about the core values and what I would say where that comes from we, we were best friends before we ever did a deal together. And when we started talking about the business and doing and being partners, we, we, we covered some very deep uh, topics and, and, you know, in the military, we like to say, you know, you plan for the best, expect the worst. Right. So we talked to, we even talked through things like, okay, Stu, you have this amazing opportunity. We're three years in the business. Some company comes and says, I want to pay you a million bucks a year to do this or that or the other. What, what does that do to our friendship? If I, if I walk away for an opportunity, if you walk away for an opportunity, like we literally have, have, have uh, war gamed these scenarios and, and we have that foundational uh, base and, and the requirements that we have as Christian brothers to hold each other accountable uh, is there and it's strong and it thrives. And I have become a better man. Our friendship made me a better man. It made me a better person. But our business partnership, our marriage effectively, I mean, we talk all the time. We talk, we average at least three to five phone calls a day, at least. And that doesn't include all the texts and the emails. And, and you better be brothers. You better have the commonality to be able to endure each other and, and thrive. And I, and I personally have grown tremendously, not just from the business side, but as a man, as a human being in my partnership with Stu. Uh-huh. And so that's, that's how it grows. Stu, what would you say, 
uh, you hear this a lot to that saying, um, all partnerships end in death or divorce, right? Um, well, I mean, but you guys are partners. You're, you know, you've decided to partner on this venture. I mean, what do you think about partnerships? I mean, clearly you're, you're in one, right? So what, what do you say to those who say, man, don't, don't go into business partnerships. What's, what, what's your, what's your thought on that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it could be challenging. I'm, I've, I've had some other business partnerships that uh, didn't go so well. Um, and I've had business partnerships with friends that uh, have caused us to not be such good friends. And, and I think that was, that was uh, something that David, you know, as he alluded to, we, we really had to kind of dive into and have those hard conversations before we really even went into it. And um, you know, the conversation of nothing will, nothing will, will impact our friendship, our friendship first, our, our love for each other, our families and the brotherhood in Christ. Um, and that is the most important. Um, so, so it is challenging for sure. And, and I think that, um, you know, you have to kind of have those conversations ahead of time before you do something like that. Um, you have to have um, the, the conversations of, of what those core values look like, what the, what your mission is, what your why is. Um, and also, I think there's a piece of, of, something that you have to really look at is, you know, David and I are, are very different people. Um, we, we are, are kind of the yin to the yang, you know, he's, he's kind of, he, he was the English major in college. He's the, the outgoing um, guy who likes to talk a lot. He's a, he's a squirrel, you know, he's all over the place. He's got big visions, right. And I love him to death for it. And I was the engineer in, in college and I'm, I'm the math guy. I'm the numbers guy. I'm the spreadsheets guy. I'm the detail, you know, systems, processes, and, and when you put that together, it works really well because we kind of complement each other. But if you have a best friend that's exactly like you and then you try to go into business together, it's not going to work. It, it's, it's not. And so you, you have to kind of look at that ahead of time um, before you, you make a decision to go into in a partnership with yeah. each other. That's a good word for sure. And I also think it's really helpful too that it seems like you both are all in on this, right? And like, I think that's kind of where I'm wrong. The past partnerships is, you know, is we had a real, we had similar vision values. We like what we were building, but, you know, had different commitment levels to that. And, and, and those were the ones that didn't work out. Right. And so um, yeah, same here. both are kind of together in this as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And I just think, I mean, a lot of the guys I look at who, who are inspiring to me, it, it's really hard to build anything significant on your own. You know what I mean? Like any, like look at Jesus. I mean, that brother had a ton of help. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he had his 12 disciples. Right. And I mean, he left and really the church was started at, you know, when he, when he actually removed himself from the picture. Right. And then entrusted that to his disciples. And so I just think about like anyone who's serious about building something significant, like, but you want to do this all on your own, I, you know, it's crazy. I just had a conversation with someone and we're talking about some big moves in 2021. And I've been wanting to kind of do this mentorship thing I've been thinking about, but knew I didn't want to do this on my own. But now I found the right partner. We're aligned in our vision, our values. Like this thing is going to be amazing only because I found the right per partner to align myself with. And I think we're, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging and there's some things you want to tiptoe into cautiously, but yeah, I mean, you guys have been such an encouragement to me and like, man, this is, you know, it, it seems like you guys have a lot of fun together as well, which, 
you know? It's huge, man. You, yeah. you have to be self-aware, right? Like you have to know, I, I knew from the get that I want to be an entrepreneur, that I want to have my own business when I got out of the military, all these things. But I also knew from the very beginning that I am not the kind of guy that wants that. I don't even want to do this on my own. And, and so for me, it never crossed my mind that if I did this on my own, I might make more money, right? That, that doesn't, that doesn't cross my mind. What crosses my mind is if I did this on my own, it won't succeed. And so I know I'm a partnership kind of guy. I love uh, fellowship. I love bonding. I'm a big hugger. Like I, I love all these things, right? That's who I am. And I know that. And so I don't want to do a business by myself. It, it doesn't even sound fun. Uh, but I also knew that I had to be with somebody that I respect as a human being that we share the same core values and, and that I want to hang out with, dude, like we have a great time. Laughter is a fourth of our four core values. Right. And so like, we laugh all the time. Like, I mean, it's Stu, like you can laugh at him literally for hours a day. You can laugh at this guy and never get tired of it. Right. It just, maybe your diaphragm gets a little sore because you're like, gosh, you're so dumb. Like, I just can't stop laughing at you. But, but the, but our relationship is genuine. It is, it, this is how we were in college. The way that we talk on our podcast is how we talk every day. The, 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 the morning greetings, I won't even repeat some of them, but when I call him in the morning or he calls me in the morning, like it starts with laughter because we enjoy each other. We want to be around each other and we want our families to be around each other. And so that partnership, if you're not putting that kind of thought into your partnerships, like don't do it. It just yeah. don't do it. You don't want to be unequally yoked. You don't want to be with people who aren't going to make you better. Not just business. You can find a great businessman or woman anywhere, put an ad out in you know, Facebook, you'll find somebody, but are they going to make you a better person? Are they going to make you challenge you to grow in the areas that are important to you? Yeah. And even like working out, like we challenge each other working out, right? Like not, not challenge like lifting or anything like that because but but like just Stu's dedication he dude has lost like 30 30 plus pounds this last year wants to bike ten thousand minutes uh, uh you know on the peloton wants to do this that the other every morning when he hits me up and he's like yeah i'm pt i'm like oh i better i better be able to say yeah i pt this morning too because if not like i'm just a slug right right so right. you know that's all usually these things. earlier is like a marriage and in a lot of ways um you're really entering into something really serious. Um, and I do think like I spend, and I, I think most of us in, in all honesty, probably would spend more time with our business partner than on a, on a weekly basis than we would probably do with our spouse. And so to think about how those, how that interaction is, is again, if the, if the goal of all of us king leaders is to become more like Christ right? How is that time really causing you to do that? How is that partnership? Because you're not going to enter into a marriage into someone who's not going to make you and help you become more like the Lord. And so I do think these business partnerships are really significant, um, which is a challenge. Not to say that every, I mean, I, I have business partners that actually aren't, um, some of them aren't, aren't walking with God, um, but, but, it, but they do bring in, that we are aligned in the sense that they are pushing me to be someone that I want to be. And I do think that's really significant as well. So, man, this is good stuff. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed this. What else? I mean, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you think would be significant on the Kingdom REI podcast before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, I think there's, I, I'm listening to something. I sent it to the team earlier. This is the type of stuff that we share. Um, I think his name is John uh, Reinhardt. He's a pastor and he was giving a message about the biggest challenge, um, 
to faith. And he was talking about it being money and it's super good. I'll send it to you after uh, Ellis. I think you really enjoy it. But, but what it really has me thinking about is why we're doing these things. And, and, and we're constantly evolving this why constantly thinking through the things that make us tick that are important that to, to build the business, to build the legacy, because the opportunities, the money, the deals are going to come if you're doing it the right way. And, and I think that people short, they, they short sell the process to try to get into the, doing this, the speed of deals. They, they short circuit really spending the time on themselves and, and on their partnership, uh, if, it, if it is a partnership, to really get the depth before you go do the deals and, and, and then risk other people's money, right? And so you, you just have to, I think, spend that time and spend time in your, dude, your podcast is amazing. The people that you bring on, uh, you had on uh, Tom, what's his last name, Stu, sorry? Tom Olson. Yeah, Tom we Olson. That, that was a really good one. Yeah, we, you know, listen to that one the other day and just the conversation, the richness of that conversation and, and a lot of your guests, man, you can gain so much. I'd encourage your listeners, go listen to more podcasts. Listen to all of Ellis's podcasts. And then that'll give you a frame of mind. It'll put you in a position to at least be able to be informed and think the deep thoughts before you jump into, um, you know, starting to do deals. Because to find people to do deals, a dime a dozen, right? A dime a dozen. To find the people that you want to partner with, potentially for life doing deals, it's a different conversation. 100%. Yeah, dude, I, I totally agree, man. I mean, and I, for everyone who has not listened, and I appreciate you kind of tuning the horn of this podcast. I totally agree. Like, either start your own podcast and go interview all the people that I've interviewed, or just go listen to these because this is why I love this podcast show, man. It it gets me in front of guys like you, hearing your story, and I was I only ask the questions that I actually want to know about, right? Because um, it's it's why we're I'm in, and I'm thinking about my business and my own faith and my own partnerships. And so I'm asking you guys these questions. Why? Because this is the journey I'm on. It's what I want to learn about. It's what I want to know. And so um, totally, man, I, I think we've, you know, the biggest blessing of 2020 for me has been this show and people I've got to bring on um, and just like get into their mind, you know, get into their heart and, and understand that it's just challenged me and grown me and for sure bless my business, my family, my faith in, in huge ways. And so I'm, I'm so thankful to like have you guys come and spend this time with me and, and bless our audience and bless me. Um, I really hope we can get together face to face in 2021. We did. Yeah. We had a, we had a pre COVID time at the uh, best ever conference out in, in Colorado, which was great. So hopefully, um, you know, man, we're, we'd really like to do a kingdom REI in person conference at some point, but I think That'd this year awesome. it'll be, um, it'll be virtual. And so we'd love for you guys to participate in that at some level. Uh, as we get closer to that, I'll be sure to let you know. Yeah, man. Uh, so one thing that I, I also want to kind of just offer that, that I think has just been amazing, um, you know, through hearing your story and listening to your podcast every week and, um, and some of the stuff that, that David and I have, have seen through, through our business is just exactly what, what you are preaching is as far as being a, you know, kingdom capitalist, like using using business and using entrepreneurship to be a ministry to share our faith and um you know we we've always had the mission for that to 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 happen um but david and i've really seen it come to fruition and it's been really really cool to see and and what also is really cool is talking to other people that that have this mission of sharing the faith and and specifically and i know you have a a background in it is like my sister is is a missionary 
and her and her husband and her family, they live overseas and, and they're spreading the word of God. And um, to have a conversation that I'm telling her that, that my real estate business is also sharing the faith and, and telling people about God and them and other people coming to us and saying, because of your podcast, because of your business, because of our conversations, I have found my faith again, um, is really, really cool. And um, that is, for us, it's, it's one of the most inspiring things that can happen to us is, is using our real estate business to be, um, you know, a ministry uh, to, to help uh, provide that. So I think- yeah, um, I agree, awesome. man. I mean, I just don't think you have to, um, you know, there's just, you know, I think about this, this principle that money flows to value, right? And so if that's your mindset, if you're out to solve problems, like you're going to make money. Like we're, you know, Kingdom REI is a profitable business. Why? Because we're creating value for people to help them in their business, transform their lives, help their marriage, do more deals. So they pay money for that to happen. While at the same time, we're creating conversations, relationships, opportunities for lives to be transformed, people to grow deeper in their faith. And so that totally, man, is the essence of, of what we're doing here. And you guys are doing the same thing. You're creating opportunities for people to get further ahead in their financial future towards financial independence while building a community and relationships on what you're doing. And we didn't even talk about, and we're running out of time here to talk about it, but you've also created a business vehicle that's able to donate 10% of its proceeds to a cause that you're really passionate about and helping veteran families. And so, um, you know, that's, man, that's why we started this show because I didn't think early on, I didn't have the context early on to see that business is an incredible vehicle to advance the kingdom of God, but it takes passionate, devoted followers of Christ who have been transformed by the gospel right? Who, who realized that we have a savior who's um, died and rose again for on our behalf. And so it starts there. And then, you know, getting the training, the knowledge, being around guys like yourself who are doing it um, is, is the next step. So gentlemen, I, I'm blessed by this time. Thank you for being here. I want to, uh, last thing, what's your podcast name? And then um, how do you want folks to get in touch with you? You know, you said a year and a half out, but I'd still like to know, like, what is your kind of call to action in the sense of, um, you know, people to really take the next step with you guys, or even just kind of learn more about your story. Yeah, for sure. Filling the storehouse. So filling the storehouse with Stuart Grazier, also pronounced Grazier and David Gutierrez, or as Ellis would say it, Gutierrez. <laughs> um, and our uh, website is storehouse310turnkey.com. And that has all of the ways to reach us, um, you know, great information on that website so they can go there. And, and Els, before we go, I just want to take one quick opportunity as well to encourage you. I just want to thank you for your platform, for having us on your show, for your, for being a man who honors God, honors your faith. Um, and you're unabashedly unashamed to, uh, you know, just spread the word and share the things that are most important to you and, and, and just your heart for, for, uh, for business, for others and, and your love that, uh, clearly comes through your podcast. Just really want to thank you for, for being the man that you are. So thank you for that. I appreciate that, man, a lot. I'm really excited to create value together 2021. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of things happening uh, together. So excited for that. Thanks for being on here. 
gentlemen. Fill in the storehouse, guys. Go listen to that podcast. It's a really fun one. You can tell already having these on. Uh, hey, if you enjoyed this show, encourage you before the year's over. If you have not already, man, go leave this thing a five-star review. This We have left some incredible content. If you haven't taken five minutes to go do that, I'm you you owe that to to me and the 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 guest of this show to go and leave a five-star written review for this podcast on Apple and, and, and take a screenshot, man. Share this on Instagram, LinkedIn, let people know they need to be listening to the show. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you are a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the kingdom rei.com to learn about our mastermind if you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that cheers